Hello and welcome to Lost in Sci-Fi and Fantasy. I'm your host Leo and today we are talking about the 2002 film Resident Evil. So this is an adaptation and well it's a vague adaptation of the Resident Evil video game. So <clears throat> let's start with my history like I, like I like to do. Overall, my history with the Resident Evil franchise as a whole is spotty at best. It's a game that I've game series that I've had kind of a, a tangential interest in. You know, like I've, I've been kind of interested here and there. I own a few of the games, but I haven't really played any of them. Um, my first, I guess, experience with Resident Evil was either the first, the seventh game came out. And I, I saw some stuff about that, how I was, like, returning. And I, I, at that point, had watched some videos here and there on Resident Evil as, like, a franchise. And it's it's very interesting. I do find it, as a, uh, as a franchise, a very interesting thing. As, like, video game history, it's very interesting. But the first game, I, I got the remastered version on PS4 for free because it was a a PS plus giveaway thing for Halloween at one point. And I, I, I started the game, got to the first save point, And then I stopped <laughs> because overall, I, I'm not all that big on horror games. Personally, I'm willing now more than ever to actually try a horror game here and there. But I really don't like horror games. Watching a horror movie versus playing a horror game, two vastly different experiences because, you know, you're in control of the character in a horror game. Well, for a horror movie, you just sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. Watch the idiots make the bad choices. Instead, when you're playing the game, you're the idiot. You make the bad choices. But, yeah. So, overall, I... I didn't, when I first got Resident Evil 1, I didn't do a whole lot with it. At one point, I did try to play the game, but it became me pretty much just trying to follow a guide way too closely, and I, I wasn't having fun, so I decided to stop. I, I was like, nope, I'm not really having fun, because I'm just going, I'm going from point A to point B following a guide. Now, I'm not against guides overall. I love to use them for bigger games where I can just I can I can see the list of missions that I have to do and know how many missions are left in a game and I can just kind of use it as like a checklist of like okay, I'm I'm working my way through the game and I know I'm getting close to the end. So that's nice. But um it it just didn't really work for the original Resident Evil for me. It worked fine for the original Final Fantasy, but not the original Resident Evil. As for the movie, I've I've enjoyed the movies a bit, I'll be honest. Um, one time, my brother wanted to go watch, um, go to the theaters to see the new one. And in preparation, he bought all of them. And uh, since he was going to have me tag along with him, uh, to go watch the movie in the theaters, he let me watch all of the uh, the original movies. So I, I sat down and watched them, and I found them fine. 
as it is, I do have a, a deep fascination with, um, with video game adaptations. Like I have the Max Payne movie. I have the original Doom movie with uh, the Rock in it. Um, and yeah, I just really enjoy video game adaptations as a concept. And I, even if they're bad, I do enjoy a, a good bad movie sometimes. And I do have like a small personal hope to collect as many of the bad video game adaptations as I can. Because they're just an interesting thing to have. And now I this is part of it. I do have my own collection of the Resident Evil movies. Uh, and it's all six of them. Although the way that they're stored in the case is agitating. Because <laughs> it's one of those things where it's a single case... It's like a normal DVD case, except for the the well where you put the disc is a bit deeper. Uh, and they, they're just all stacked on top of each other. And they're like multi-movies. So the first disc has the first and the second movie. Second disc has the third and the fourth. Um, and then it goes the fifth and the sixth have their own discs. And yeah, it, it's definitely one way to do it. Um, But yeah, so... That, that's kind of my history. I watched it then, and I've had an interest in it. Although, as a franchise in and of itself, it was also the first 4K movie I watched. It was the first, like, when I got my uh, 4K TV for the PS5, the first movie I watched on it that was 4K was Resident Evil 1. So that was a, a fun experience. But yeah, um, that, that's kind of my history. You know, I've had an interest uh, and. As an adaptation of the games, it's it's not, really. Especially this first one. But let's kind of hop into the plot. So, the movie stars Mila Jovovich as Alice. And she is the like main character of the franchise. The movie franchise, at least. Relation to the game, none. <laughs> she has no relation to the game. But she wakes up in a bathroom after a beginning sequence in which we kind of go into this facility and some something goes wrong and everyone dies. Then we follow Alice as she wakes up in the bathroom, uh, gets dressed, and goes exploring around this abandoned mansion. She gets attacked by a guy who it's later found out is a cop. A group of commanders come in, break it up, then they all go down to what is being called the Hive, a place called the Hive, which is the under an underground facility under the mansion. Uh, they come across someone else who, on on the train to the Hive. Uh, overall, the setup to this place is weird because it's, it's a mansion, and then under the mansion is a train that goes to the Hive. But on the train is a a, a guy. Uh, who also has amnesia, because Alice, when she woke up in the bathtub, she had amnesia, she doesn't remember who she is, where she is, what's going on, but she's, she's there. <laughs> it's revealed that Alice and the guy on the train were, like, guarding the mansion, pretending to be a married couple, although I think at some point it's kind of revealed that they might have actually been a married couple, or maybe not. It It's weird. Because <laughs> there's a lot of like flashbacks in in this movie to 
to like what was going on because you know over time she starts remembering things and little bits and pieces keep coming coming back to her it's it's the classic amnesia plot where like oh it's this person then she's told this which may or may not be true but then she comes to realize it's this which may or may not be correct in in her mind but it's one of those things but yeah so they they go to the train find him it's explained that they, they were working with umbrella the umbrella corporation uh to guard this facility and now they're this group of commandos have been sent in to find the what, what happened in the hive so they come across this laser grid system as they approach the red queen's chamber uh which kills a bunch of people because it's a laser grid system which funnily enough i think that laser grid system makes a reappearance it might actually be in some of the games i know for a fact that this specific laser grid system is in um the recently released resident evil dlc where one of the deaths that you can have happen uh is actually very similar to the one from this movie so that's interesting um they're able to disable the trap and the rest of the people get through uh but in doing so they end up releasing all of the zombies and the containment uh the containers holding the the special zombie for this movie the liquor so they end up getting attacked and end up splitting up uh matt the cop is it's revealed is there looking for information on his sister who had infiltrated the facility like somehow you know it's kind of like a corporate espionage thing but to to find proof that they were doing super unethical exper- uh, experimentation which which they were at this point alice is kind of starting to regain her memories and when matt tells her this uh she comes to the realization that oh she she was the informant the person that helped get her in to the facility and was trying to she, alice was the inside person trying to help do this job but you know obviously thing things went wrong uh, but she does keep that information to herself. Eventually, uh, after you know all the running around, they are able to reunite, and they start to devise a bit of a plan to leave. Uh, as they're escaping, though, uh, a lot of one of the commandos that was killed comes and bites one of the other people before he's taken down then alice goes back to get an antivirus from the lab but it's gone then i guess both alice and the guy that was supposed to be her husband remember that he was a thief who had taken both a sample of the T-virus 
and the antivirus and had stored it on the train. So they have to go back to the train. But at this point, Spence, having remembered that he is the bad guy, <laughs> starts to go against the team. Uh, but he ends up getting bitten. Uh, as he makes it to the train to take the antidote, since he's been bitten, uh, he gets killed by the liquor, which finally makes its appearance. Um, the Red Queen then warns Alice and Matt that... The Red Queen then warns Alice and Matt that they have to kill the one person that was uh, bitten, Rain, one of the commandos, because she's too far gone. But they try to administer the antidote regardless, but it doesn't really work. And she ends up turning, and they end up having to kill her anyway. The liquor that uh, killed Spence um, ends up attacking them. They're able to fight it off, but it's, you know, really hard to kill. Eventually, they're able to get it knocked under the tracks, and they make it back to the mansion, in which they're immediately ambushed. Uh, the cop, Matt, who got injured by the liquor, is taken away. And he's to be put into the Nemesis program. And then Alice is taken to a hospital in Raccoon City. Uh, where she escapes. And it sets up the sequel. Where it, it's kind of more closely tied to the second game. Slash the third game. But yeah, that's that's the movie. So it it's interesting. It, they, they definitely try their best to include elements from from the games. I think that's definitely one way that you can do a video game adaptation. It's definitely an interesting way to do a video game adaptation, which is kind of fuck off most of the plot from the original games and try to make something vaguely original. It's definitely one way you can do it. I mean, hell, they made six of these movies, so they've at least felt like they were doing something right, I guess. <laughs> but overall, I, th I think it's okay it's it's definitely unique when you're doing a mostly original adaptation the key thing to introduce for me is just elements you have to for 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 casual audiences you have to have it to where it's not so much backstory that they lose interest but for Video game fans, for the ones that know the series, you have to give them something to point and look at and say, I know what that is. I recognize that, and it looks just like it did in the game. And I think, for the most part, this game adaptation does that. You know, you, you have the zombies. You have the, the zombie dogs in this, and they look okay. <laughs> Uh, you have the liquor. It's all CGI, I believe, but it's it's all right. It's very lean, but it, it's it's all right. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall they they did an okay job when it comes to to making a video game movie that's mostly original. Uh, as we're going to talk about next week, we're going to talk about Silent Hill. Which is a it's a different it's a different situation, Silent Hill. Um, 
but this one, uh, supposedly, uh, when I was doing some research, because I, I wanted to look into it a little bit, they've been, they had been trying to make a Resident Evil movie for years before this one had come out. And they had originally gotten George A. Romero, uh, the director of Dawn of the Dead, he was originally going to write and direct the Resident Evil movie because he had, at the time uh, that they were considering having him do it, he had done a commercial for uh, for Resident Evil 2. And they were like, oh, you know, let's do... Let, let's see if you could write a movie. And he was originally going to make it quite faithful to the original game. And... <laughs> On the Wikipedia article where it's talking about this, it's very funny because it's it's one of those things that you look at and you're like, yeah, that kind of makes some sense. And it says that he had his secretary play it, record the footage, um, and then he would use the footage to kind of base his script off of. And I found that very funny because it's like, yeah, of course, he didn't play it himself because... Because, why would he? But I do think that that was very interesting. Supposedly he wrote multiple scripts that were kind of faithful to the original game. Although, uh, Chris and Jill were going to be, like, romantic interests. Um, have a romantic subplot, which I don't fully get, but, eh. But, yeah, they decided to not do it uh well because all of their scripts were rejected uh, supposedly you can see his scripts or at least they were the scripts were a part of like a collection thing that that has been taken over or something actually I want to check something is yeah he is is George Romero doing anything? That's something I want to know. Oh no, he died. <laughs> okay. See, this is why you double check things. You know, he died in 2017. Didn't know that he died. Because you hear about a bunch of different stuff that he worked on fairly recently. I don't know, I need to look into this. You look into more of what he, what he's been doing, but yeah, uh, I would have loved to see what, what his version would have been like. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, surprisingly good. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is one of the original people that did uh, zombie movies. Yeah, he has. A lot of producer credits all the way up to 2011. And then director credits all the way to 2009. Yeah, he did a Resident Evil 2 commercial. Oh well. Maybe someday the script will end up somewhere. Who knows? Anywho. But yeah, so they, they've been trying to make it for years. 
eventually they got Paul W.S. Anderson because he did the Mortal Kombat movie. And they were like, ah, let's see what he does. And instead, he decided to do something completely different. Ooh, it, actually, according to this, it might have been swapped around because it was originally titled Ground Zero. And then 2000, sorry, the 9-11 happened and, um, yeah, that, that changed, changed some things. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> yeah, overall, I think as an original thing, it's okay, though it starts very weird. As a Resident Evil specific thing, it's also okay because it does have at least some elements. The only issue is that it decides to just forego all continuity. <laughs> like, supposedly, one of the reasons that they decided to say no to to George Romero and the other guy that was writing a, a script at the time was because that, one, George Romero's was going... They, they read it and they were like, Oh, this is going to end up as NC-17 if if you continue through with this. So, no. But as for the other guys, they were at that point deciding, uh, we probably shouldn't make an adaptation of the first game because it'll feel a bit dated by then. And it's like, what do you mean dated? <laughs> so... I guess at that point they were deciding to go in a bit more of an original direction because they didn't want to have it really tied to any of the games because it would feel too dated. But the next game, movie, Resident Evil Apocalypse, I think it's called, that one is set in the city and is... It, it feels a lot more like 2... In fact, it has some characters. It starts to introduce more characters, like... I believe it introduces Ada Wong and Leon Kennedy. Um, I think it even has Jill Valentine in it. And then it also introduces Nemesis. So it's kind of a semi-adaptation of 2 and 3. So it it's something. It's interesting, for sure. But, yeah. Overall, I think video game adaptations... There's a wide variety of them, and your expectations shouldn't be 100% tied to the original game. But if it needs to, at the very least, hold elements of the games, be that characters, locations, or, um, you know, enemies. The Super Mario adaptation, like the original one, the one that I've talked about on here, that one is okay. It's okay. Well, it's terrible, but <laughs> it's okay in that they were at least trying to do something original. You know, th there was Mario, there was Luigi, and then there was a Princess Toadstool. At least I think it was Toadstool, or, or was she Daisy? I can't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, there was. A princess, there was Mario and Luigi, and they went to save her. That kind of thing. 
but it it took a little bit in the way of too many liberties. You know, with Bowser being a weird lizard business guy and whatnot. It, it's very it's very weird. So that, that that's a good example of bad, but interesting at least. This is a good example of different and interesting. And the next week's Silent Hill is a good example of I think overall it's an okay example of an adaptation. It's an adaptation. Some things are changed. Some things are switched around a bit. But overall, it's an adaptation. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call it a really good adaptation. I wouldn't call it a super bad adaptation. It's an adaptation. But that's going to be next week. We'll talk more about it then um the challenge ended last week so we don't really have much in the way of uh book stuff to talk about but i guess i can do a quick reminder that this episode along with silent hill and alien uh, are going to be they are pre-recorded and being doled out throughout the month of october while i am off on my adventure. So uh, keep that in mind with how short these are because, well, I'm kind of rush recording them, so sorry about that. Uh, <clears throat> and overall, while I don't have any updates personally currently, I might maybe do a sh one or two shorts updates because I should have access to internet, at least more reliable access to internet while I'm out. So I might do a, a couple of shorts updates while I'm out there, or I'll just be posting some short stuff. And I should be, fingers crossed, streaming! Yay! Uh, the first stream actually might be the same day that this episode goes out. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, fingers crossed. Otherwise, I'll, I, will, I will have had to buy a monitor. Because where I'm going, the TVs seem to be fairly small. Uh, and they're hotel TV, so I'm not entirely sure if I'll be able to actually access them and hook up my PlayStation. I don't know. But we'll see. Otherwise, I will probably buy myself a monitor and do it that way. You know, needs must. <laughs> In these trying, trying times. But anywho, with that said... I guess that that's going to have to be about it. Short episode today, but Resident Evil and video game adaptations in general are kind of short to talk about. Plus, this is the first proper episode in a while without an update tied to it. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird not having an update. It's also very weird not having to read because I've just been having like this weird itch. Like, I need to read something. But I'm trying to save uh, a Halloween party for later. And I'm trying to not get into anything too, you know, bulky that I can't at least put down to read Halloween party. You know? It's complicated. But anywho, though, I believe with that said, we are done for today. 
Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys liked this and are watching slash listening on YouTube, feel free to give it a like, comment, and subscribe. Share it with your friends. Uh, check out my streams. I'll be streaming much more often in the coming days because I need to get through Spider-Man and Miles Morales before Spider-Man 2 comes out. And when Spider-Man 2 comes out, I will be streaming it. It'll probably be a blind stream because I literally uh, won't have time to play it on my own before or anything. So I'll, I'll probably stream my reactions. So expect a lot of awkward silences <laughs> during, during the game. Because I'm focusing. I'm, I'm actually going to be focusing on the story. Um, I'll also maybe be doing a couple of Call of Duty streams here and there. Because the beta is happening currently. I mean, as I'm recording this, it's happening. And it should be kind of going on while I'm out and about. So I might do one or two Modern Warfare 3 beta streams. Because I think that would be kind of fun. But yeah, with that said, that's about it. Uh, feel free to uh, rate and review it on whatever podcast catcher you use. Personally, I use I use uh, Pod, Podcast Addict. That's pretty fun. It's a pretty good one. Um, but if you use Spotify or iTunes, it should be available there too. Or Google Podcast. <laughs> Anywho, though, uh, feel free to rate and review, share it with your friends, and I will talk to you guys next week. Or uh, at stream. Feel free to hop into the stream and yell at me for being bad at video games. <laughs> Which I usually am. I also might figure out maybe doing one horror game stream, at least. I don't know what. Let me take a look at my catalog real quick. See, see what I have in the way of horror games. I don't have much downloaded. I could do... I could do Castlevania. That's horror game adjacent, at least. Uh, Dark Souls is also technically horror game adjacent. Doom is also kind of horror game adjacent. I have I have 2016 Doom, Doom uh, Classic Doom, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64. <laughs> uh, Fallout 76 is horror game adjacent. Uh, I could do the Halloween Town level for kingdom hearts i don't know just spitball on here oh medieval resurrection i have downloaded always a fun time um ba -ba -ba -ba. let's see oh i do have resident evil 7 downloaded and resident evil 2 so I, I could also do a resident evil 2 stream maybe i'll do that uh the first day i'm i'm there i don't know I could do a couple of streams of that. Maybe finish the game while I'm out. Why not? It's something to do. Or I could play Untitled Goose Game. Because I, I have that. It's not necessarily horror, but it, it's there. I don't know. It's it's a fun time. I might stream Resident Evil sometime during, during October. Because why not? I have it. So I can stream it. Anyway, with that said, thank you guys once again for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye.